smoke whatever I got. Smoke them if you got them, I guess. You're a musician, Steph. We never go this early, so there's a shitload of sun coming in the background. Coming. It's coming in the background. The sunshine is coming. It's coming. It's coming big, beautifully, and strong. I, I mean, like, I don't want to say anything, but I think I'm a pretty good comer. comes very heavy. I shoot massive loads. They go all over the place. P particularly, I like them to go on the woman's face because it makes them look more beautiful, and it come has natural properties. Maybe if I rotate my chair this way, it'll block out some of the sunlight that is protruding through the window pane. As protruding. We get you, know, you know, I knew someone who was protruding through a certain Russian model. Me. Wouldn't that be uh, happy uh, to be uh, you, Mr. President? That's how I was able to have Baron Trump. Baron, don't we love Baron? Baron's great. <laughs> Gotta love that little lad. He makes me so proud. Beautiful Melania, you're a beautiful first lady. <laughs> Popped out such a good looking boy, let me tell you. And it just goes to show you at any age, you can still pop one out. Remember, he came from my balls, my great big balls, my great big American balls. Matter. And just so you know, when I did it with Melania, when we made Baron, there was no Viagra involved. It's all, it all works naturally down there. Don't let the size of your hands, my hands particularly, fool you. I have a working Thor hammer. I was swinging four. She said you could go four or five more hours. I said four or five more hours. I could do four or four five or more five years at this rate. You were like my presidency for eight years. <laughs> Fucking... Um... Let's Eight years in. nonstop. Don't worry. I have all the servants ready for when you need your Gatorade and your water and your butt slaps. Don't worry. We're going to have it all figured out. Speaking of Gatorade, H2O, Gatorade, H2O, water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Now, falsetto that. Big it, show. It. Captain Big Sato, show, show made, no mercy. Big show made Tony Khan buy the rights to Captain Insano. Big mm. show will be Captain Insano in AEW. That'll be fucking fire. That's some dope wrestling. <laughs> Where did you read that? What dirt sheets did you pick that up in? No DQ.com, uh, wrestling.com, anything that goes with wrestling.com, fucking Dave Melser. Soon to be wrestlingwithtime.com. Soon to be. Fucking, uh, Paul White asked Tony Khan to buy the fucking Captain Insano gimmick, and uh, Captain Insano's now in AEW. It's just a matter of time until the gimmick actually perfules out in the real world. That'll be fucking fire. That'll Speaking of Paul White and the giant. He actually I, makes an appearance tonight. I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it and I was like, hey, why are we going to do that? That sounds something so stupid. But then I, I realized, I was like, you know what? That could be really fucking funny as shit. Because when you're talking celebrities and wrestling, you got me. Calling me it every week. Beat me too. As the water boy asking stupid questions and just every week the big show is just hysterical laughing at him. Or I was even going to say when celebrities would bring celebrities at the wrestling. They have Tony Schiavone so they could do Tony Schiavone inter uh, interviewing the big show. Who did it in the movie, though? Wasn't it Kevin Kelly or something? 
Or was it just some Kevin Kelly or fucking Michael P.S. Hayes? It was one of the two. I don't think it was P.S.A. I don't think it was Hayes, but it, I, I feel like it was Kevin Kelly. Could be wrong. Might have just been some random nobody, to be honest. But I'd have to go back and look at it. it could have been fucking Mark Madden, for all I know. But I'm thinking celebrities and wrestling always been a thing. Maybe we could actually just bring fucking Adam Sandler into AEW for like a special celebrity guest spot for a little storyline. That'd be dope to open up the fucking open up the Captain introduction. Kino. But um, all right, we're gonna set it off. This is wrestling with time seventeen <laughs> backlash nineteen ninety nine. What's up? You have him come out as the water boy, and he goes, "Okay, okay, oh. ladies and, um, and and gentlemen, um, I I am the water boy, and I would like to introduce to you Captain Insano. He showed no mercy. <laughs> he showed no mercy." But um, it, it's crazy because I, I had to look back, dude, and you said you thought Backlash um, 98 was the first Backlash. I think I did put Backlash 1998 on Wrestling With Time 12. It was actually Judgment Day 98 is what we reviewed initially, but it says Backlash on YouTube. I have to change it. But Backlash 99 was the first Backlash. This is Wrestling With Time 17. We're just going to do a run through of Backlash 99 in honor of wrestlemania backlash coming up and what next week or something hey, hey. or whatever so i i, I just TV, premium live event saturday night kickoff show starts at 7 p.m are they doing another two-day pay-per-view again uh wrestlemania backlash is only a day oh but they're doing it on saturday is that a sunday pay-per-view now is on a saturday hmm. i guess that makes sense but to me it doesn't make sense because I feel like they're just trying to brand everything WrestleMania. Like you can't have every pay per view WrestleMania bash at the beach. On Sunday, because boxing was always on a Saturday, so they finally adopted the fucking whole thing with boxing doing their fights on Saturday. Same thing as UFC. UFC does their fight on Saturdays. So, and since AEW does their pay per view on Saturdays, WWE said, "Fuck it, we're doing our pay per views on Saturdays now." Yeah, and they actually get more people watching on Saturdays, yeah, of course, which is very good because people are up a little bit later than on a Sunday people night when people have to be up at six o'clock. They're fucking looking to do something, and it's not a Sunday night to where everybody's sitting at home waiting for The Undertaker to come out at 11 o'clock at night before you got to go to bed, go to work in the morning. Yeah, no, sorry. You can do that on a Saturday night, and you could have John Cena come out at 1230 in the morning, and you're all pissed drunk, and when John Cena comes out, no, my God! Everybody goes back. No, but remember, bro, kids don't know who John Cena is anymore. <laughs> Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Uh, I I did enjoy that last episode of Stab. If y'all missed out and y'all wasn't there, you got to go over and check out on the channel or on any streaming service. Stab, shit to talk about. Episode eleven, we delve into everything from Gilbert Gottfried impersonations to the late great comedian. From my co-host personally, hit him. Hit him. Wow! If you wanna know more. Go to S-T-T-A-B-S-T-D, whatever it is, and go over there and watch me entertain you for almost 40 minutes. My God, 40 minutes? Jesus, it felt like a long time. Sorry if you can't see my eyes. I have to squint when I talk. It, it was like a fucking comedy special. And I actually went and watched Gilbert on Peacock TV, the documentary that came out a few years ago, really helps you 
dive into the to the mind of the character and and the human being, which was pretty dope. But um, I want you all not to cry because I am dead, but I want you to go fuck everything that moves in honor of my memory. And we will do just that, just for you, Gilbert. And Bob Maxwell, I still need to know, was it that asshole Vince Russo <laughs> that put John Hunter on a pole? Did, she, did he put it through her ass or did he crucify oh. her like Jesus? Fucking speaking of Buff Daddy Bagwell, I ordered a Buff Bagwell hat today. And I think I told you a while back. Off the record, on the record, might have been a show. I said, I think I'm going to be Buff Bagwell for Halloween. But now I got the final fucking top piece. Literally, physically, metaphorically, literally, actually. The top hat, airbrushed, Buff Bagwell, certificate of authentication and autographed all included. But uh, I ordered that today. So uh, I got a Buff Daddy hat on the way. So I think you Buff Bagwell. A Buff Daddy hat? How much? 200 It was a buck fifty. But yes, I was close. Supporting shipping and shipping and fees, shipping and fees. Nah, no shipping at all. Supporting somebody who's making a recovery. Supporting somebody who I grew up that I made great memories with and who had some of the most badass gear, including that fucking top hat. I get to add that onto the collection. Stone Cold's not just going to be fucking wearing a Rey Mysterio mask. Now he's going to have a fucking Buff Bagwell fucking hat on that fucking head. <laughs> so makes it all worth well. it. Tyler, uh, I, I just want to know why that you don't have any of the governor stuff on your wall. Uh, this Jesse Ventura, the governor of Minnesota, how come you don't have anything of mine up on the Valiant Wall over there? You know, I was in the Gulf of Tonkin and I saw everything. I even saw Little Gray Elves with Bob Backlund. He was swimming in the water with me. I don't know why, but he was there. But I just want to let you know, next time I come back on this show, you better have something about me up there. Maybe from the night that I wrestled Bob Backlund at the Philadelphia Spectrum for 45 minutes and it came to a draw. Did he ever wrestle uh, Hulk Hogan? Oh, please don't get me started with Hogan. Hogan's going to cause up more heat than anything else. I think I'm going to get some Hogan gear on my wall. Hogan's beach Hogan house. was the reason why. Hogan was the reason why that I couldn't start a union in the WWF. He went and snitched so, on you? Because Hogan ran me out. And uh, when I got to Hollywood, Hogan started ratting me out on that too. And uh, every time I get involved with Hogan, he always stirs up the pot and, I, and it never ends well. But more to the point, I sued Vince McMahon three times and beat him three times. Really? So when they say that, so when they say that Jeremy Devin, Vince's personal lawyer for almost 50 years, has never been beat, the governor has beat Vince McMahon in the legal system three times over royalties, my exit, and any money that I'm owed. I didn't realize that. Excuse me. The only reason why Vince had me back to referee that match with Stone Cold was because I was already running for governor, or I was already governor. I probably was governor what at that time. What match was that? Wait, what match was that? 
the match with Stone Cold for the WWE title. It was at SummerSlam. I, I just can't tell you. Uh, too many dark gray elves have been talking to me. I've been probably swimming in the Gulf of Tonkin too long. But I, I, I got to get out of here. But just really quickly, I just want to let everybody know that I'm still off the grid. Okay. I live in Baja and up in Minnesota. I still have over 87 dogs <laughs> that are trained by the Marines. Okay. I was a former Navy SEAL. I saw it all. And at my home up in fucking Minnesota, I got a silo that's full of tortillas and a hundred gallons <laughs> full of portable water. Okay. Nobody knows that in 1968, President Nixon signed an agreement that tortillas can be able to survive a nuclear explosion and a nuclear fallout. <laughs> Nobody knows that because you had to be in the Gulf of Tonkin to see it. But I need to get back to the Baja. So everybody, <laughs> I, I wish all good day. Please read my book, Democrats and Republicans. It's a good book. It kind of makes the theory that Crips and Bloods are just as powerful and just as stupid as politicians. I need to go now. Bye-bye. We're still going to get that <laughs> episode of Stab with old Jesse the Body Ventura character coming soon. Jesse Ventura up in here. He fucking steals my spot. He takes five minutes. Fucking goddamn Jesse. Well, you know, there's really nothing I can do. He's fucking six foot five. He's 290 pounds. He's fucking wearing a leather jacket. He's got a fucking Harley outside. I'm scared. I'm hoping that for this episode, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we will Next have... time you get a celebrity appearance, let me know when they're going to take up my promo time because that's valuable time now. We have to shave off the main event. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we'll have our overlay by this time. At least a half hour just for 10 or 15 Superman punches. Come on. Come on, man. Fuck those Superman punches, man. Come on, man. How many Superman punches are you going to get? I thought I was I mean, come on, you need at least 30 minutes. Each minute is a Superman punch, bro. It's the only way you're going to get Lesnar down. Come on, man. I'm a, I'm a super president. I should do Superman punches. Come on, man. You know what, Vince? Fuck you. Fuck you, Vince. Get the fuck out of my garage. You're fired. Okay, okay. Now I got Vince in here. All right, all right just continue the show before he hits us with a copyright. All right, speaking of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, goddammit. We're going to move into the first match, and I declare this match, it is going to be the Brood versus the Acolytes. I predicted, I didn't have a prediction for this one, motherfuckers, but shit, the winners were the Acolytes. This was shortly after well, they almost sacrificed Christian, damn it. He's going to win. Uh, this is the Hardys' official first run. The Hardys weren't even here yet. It was just the Brood versus the Acolytes. They were going to sacrifice well, Christian. Hold on. You need to be a little more specific on what brood it is. You see, because some people would have taken it as Edge and Christian or mm. the Hardys, only for the fact that this is around the time the Hardys would have came in. I've never seen the Hardys as the as the brood, though. Maybe I did, but it wasn't as prominent to me as Gangrel Christian. The new Edge. brood. It, it was. It was the new brood. Okay. Well, this is ninety nine. I don't know if the Hardys were here yet, or they just came shortly after. Or they. Maybe they were here. When were they there? 98? In the WWE since like 96. They've been working WWE since they were like 16, 17. Yeah, you're right. But they, they, they didn't become a official tag team 
until like 98, 99 when they were recognized by WWE as real superstars. Well, they got like fucking, you know, uh, an assist from Viscera. It was one, two, three acolytes, but Brood, it, it was the first time I want to make make a uh, mention that I've never seen the Brood come out of fire. Like they were just standing there and they just walked straight out at Backlash. There was no fire entrance. And I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe the arena wasn't set up for it. Maybe the... The set wasn't staged no, for it properly. They, wasted, no, they wasted too much money at that year's WrestleMania, so they didn't have enough money for Pyro. It's plain and simple. No, there was definitely Pyro. There was Kane there with Pyro. Either that or Vince McMahon saw Cody Rhodes coming back to the WWE in 2022 and decided to waste up $100,000 with the Pyro fucking this Monday night. What a fucking pyro. He comes out. Boom. He gets to the middle of the fucking fucking stage. Boom. Yeah. Then he goes up to the ring. Bang, bang, bang. And then he gets in the ring and more fucking pyro goes off. Vince McMahon saw the future. I could see why he didn't do the actual brood entrance. It makes sense. But I think the brood's going to make the comeback. We spoke about it, bro. It's going to be men and women this time. Edge going to be the leader of it. What do you say? You think that they'll actually bring Gangrel back? Fanging and banging, baby? Nah, not a chance. Bring Gangrel back. They could. As the elder vampire. I can see that happening. I can see Edge being, you know, like... Maybe not right away. I can see them bringing in Gangrel by like SummerSlam. That'd be fire if they did. Since they fucking stole the shit last year. Like, hey, we stole it last year. This year we'll give you a job. Come on. I can see them doing that. I can see them doing that. But, if he wants to play his cards right. But yeah, um, I'm surprised. Uh, Who do you see the being brood in at this time brood? getting a good push? The brood, uh, the brood at this time was getting a good push. So I want to say that, you know, I kind of was hoping the brood was going to win. Honestly, when when it, when they when it started off, like I didn't have the prediction because I was already started to watch the match. But um, I honestly wanted the brood to win, too, just being it's the brood and I love the brood and it's Acolyte. So they weren't even APA yet. There's no Acolyte Protection Agency. This is Ministry of Darkness Acolytes. That's why Viscera came in and helped him for the win. This is Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's Ministry of Darkness. Yep. And then... Uh, you know that it was made a whole time. That, that was the assist. Um, but uh, moving on to match two, it was Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly. What does everybody want? Ed. Damn right. What does everybody need? Ed. What does everybody love? Ed. Yo, fucking. I mean, Al Snow and Hardcore Holly. This was a crazy fucking hardcore match, bro. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Is it is it really hardcore Holly or is it Sparky Plug? I, I'm pretty sure it, it was it was hardcore Holly. Was or hardcore or or bodacious Bart. No, I don't even know either of those. I only remember hardcore Holly as hardcore Holly. Sparky okay. Plug too. Spar uh, Sparky Plug was Long Vince's hair. creation for Hardcore Holly in 1995 and 96. The gimmick didn't work out. So driver. they did another yeah. gimmick with him and Bart Gunn. Yeah, I remember that. From actually. the smoking guns and yeah. turned them yeah. into the fucking um oh, WWE's version of the fucking oh, it was a tag team wrestled by managed by Jim Cornette. Oh my fucking god, why can't I fucking think of it? I don't know, but I know who I, I know what you're talking about. I do remember Sparky Plug and then 
with the lo- it was hardcore before he shaved his head bald. He was like he had long hair at one point. Yeah, and then he became bodacious. Um, not not bodacious, but it was somebody else. It was bo- it was bodacious. Barked on, and the other guy. It was WWE's version of the Midnight Express or some shit like that. I can't remember the fucking tag team. I'm gonna have to go to the Jim Cornette archives. Fuck you, Jim. I love you as a wrestling mind, but now I'm fucking losing my mind. Well, I mean, I I didn't know if this was the one down by the river, but then I'm thinking was that was Al Snow and Hardcore Holly that wrestled in the river, right? I think we've covered it before. Yes. I didn't know if it was this match or not, but I think that might have been Judgment oh, Day '98, uh, the it, last one we reviewed I, that I, I stuck for back then. Two seconds. How come we never got a wrestling match outside in a river or a lake, and Perry Saturn and Moppy are just there, and he's just mopping up the lake, just you know, off you know, like off off camera. You just see it, like in the background, they're fighting on the lake and everything. On the far, far side of the lake where, you know, it's just fucking visible, but you can't make it out. You just see Perry Saturn and Moppy just sitting there on the beach and he's just rubbing her hair in the fucking water. (laughs) Oh, my God. How come nobody wrote that? How come? How come they never did it when they did that shit with the fucking rivers and everything? Throwing the titles. You just see Perry Saturn and Moppy. Moppy didn't come around yet. You you got to think this is ninety nine. So this is probably uh, Perry Saturn's WCW at this point still. I'm just saying, how come we never got that? They should have did something similar later on. That right itself. You could have done like somebody throwing the title into a river. And then after the guy comes in to get it, the guy who threw it in just looks at Perry Saturn and he's just dipping Moppy's hair in the water. It could have been, it could have been, honestly, it could have been something they ran with though for a while because you could have did that during anything. You could have did it during after people got slimed, after people got the shit dumped on them, milk, mud, he comes out to clean up. You know what I mean? They could have ran with it for a minute. Out. Oh, shit. I know, I know, I know Perry Saturn hated the gimmick, but when it comes down to it, you are very famous for that gimmick and you are beloved by a lot of fans. You think he could have hated it more than wearing a kilt or a dress forever? Uh, Big Vito did. No, I'm saying, do you think uh, Perry Saturn hated it more than fucking wearing a dress for after Jericho whooped his ass and WCW made him wear that dress forever? He wore it forever, I think. Probably till he came to WWF, maybe even. I don't know. It was like a whole year, I remember. He the, only, the only match that I knew that was like that, it was Big Vito when he was in WCW, and then he came to WWE, and he was running around in a dress. That's the only thing I remember. Nah, Perry Saturn. Jericho beat Perry Saturn in WCW and made him wear a fucking dress. It was like for the entirety. I don't remember if it was like a stipulation for one year or for the entire or for the rest of your career or something. It sounds like a fucking Vince Russo. It might have been. I don't know, but it was Chris Jericho. It was genius. Perry kept the kilt for a while, kind of like on some headbanger shit. I feel like Vince Russo idea. Chris, if you watch this show, I I, I don't care if you get mad. (laughs) He ain't watching us. Chris Jericho. I tried to go to your comedy. I tried to go to your concert Stupid, here in baby. Jones Beach. I tried to go to your concert here in Jones Beach when Year of the Locust opened up for you. And I, I know the band. I, I, my friend Greg, who passed away, he was best friends with the guy from uh, Year of the Locust. And uh, a couple of years ago, Year of the Locust opened up for Chris Jericho at Jones Beach. Yeah, Fozzie. They opened up for Fozzie and they um, went on tour with Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie's pretty dope, bro. Fozzie. 
Do they just came out with a new hit. Do you want to start a war? Was like when I first moved up here in like 2014 or 14 or 15. That album just, just came Fozzie out. First time released, I listened to them. Maybe. Fozzie just released a new hit. It's on. It's on YouTube right now. Chris Jericho just put it out. Maybe like two days ago. I bought. I bought the CD. Bought, Do you want to start a war? And it came with like a limited edition bandana, I think, from the band. And I get to the register at Best Buy, and the guy's like. Yo, there's not too many bands I hate in the world, but I cannot stand this guy's voice. And I was like, it was it was Fozzy, but I never even listened to it. I don't know if he was dissing, well, if he even knew who Chris Jericho was or whatever. That was his words to me. I got in the car. There's two versions of Fozzy. Well, there's two singers. There's the version with Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And when Chris Jericho was in the WWE. When he couldn't tour with Fozzie, they had the guitarist would play the other vocals. Mm-hmm. So which Fozzie do you like? Because there's two different types. There's Chris Jericho being the lead singer. And then there's the, other and then there's the lead guitarist who takes over for Chris Jericho when Chris Jericho can't tour with Fozzie. I'm pretty sure when I was looking through the CD, sure. though, the booklet, I don't remember for sure. I got to go back and find it. But I'm pretty sure that like certain songs, it was Chris Jericho as lead singer, and certain songs was the other lead singer. I think they just have two lead singers. No, I, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like there was two guys, and then even they would do songs together. Like one guy would do the background vocals while the other was going or whatever and shit like that. So, I mean, that's dope though to have a collaboration like that. Sometimes it's nice to have a second voice, and that's what made Linkin Park so great. You had Chester, and you had fucking uh, what's his name? I'm brain farting right now. <laughs> The guy I think his did, name is Chad. The kid that no, the guy that did Fort Minor and shit. Fuck, I know it. I can't think about it right now. He Pretty was sure his he fucking uh, Fort Minor. I he, uh, Mike he, Mike Shinoda. He uh, he was the guy who played all the fucking piano and everything, and 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 did all the fucking really cool sound effects for the band and everything. Mike the Shinoda. guy who was like the tech guy. Of the band. It was Mike Shinoda that did, uh, I think, singing with Chester. And uh, but, didn't uh, fucking um, Jack Wild play with Fort Minor for a little bit? Fucking Ozzy's guitar player. I have no. Didn't idea. he play with? I never Fort Minor re- for like a year. I, to be honest, not gonna lie, I didn't really follow Fort Minor that much. There was like a couple hit songs that I fucked Neither with. I, remember I, the I name? Didn't like I didn't like you them. Know, it wasn't like it wasn't that I didn't like them, but they had remember the name. Like this is twenty percent skill, fifteen percent concentrate, like power of will. They did some shit with Buster you Rhymes. I fucked with. Together we made it. That might have been featuring like a part though. I, you know what? Like Let's just get through this, and then we'll save all, right. all that for a stab. We'll right. Stab episode. Nothing right. but music. Well, well, here, here's how here's how our psychology works. As as uh, Tree J explained on the last podcast, we are so damn ADHD that our thoughts run astray. So last week we do a stab podcast, which is ninety percent fucking wrestling. This way we this week we do a wrestling podcast that is ninety percent other miscellaneous shit. So yeah, that's how our minds work. All right. Um, okay. So yeah. First. One thing, one thing I wanted to say about this match, we'll wrap it up here. Is this had to be pre-taped? I, I mean, uh, pre-live era taped because they go to show a replay where Al Snow's getting thrown out of a truck, and you hear the guy like, "All right, take five, go," <laughs> or some shit, and then they throw him out. And I'm like, "Hold up, let me rewind that." And they were like, "Check out the replay, take five, go," and he's getting thrown again. There's an episode in Monday Night Raw where the match is going on and you hear Michael Cole talking to Vince McMahon and you actually hear yeah, Vince. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? You want me to say that? 
fucking saying what you're fucking saying. You're getting me pissed off. And he's like, okay, sir. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was laughing my ass off when I heard that <laughs> shit. I was like, yo, am I really hearing Vince scream at him? No, you And is. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm hearing Vince scream at him. Fuck him. All right, we'll move, <laughs> yeah. we'll move on. And also, there's a little tidbit with Goldust. Yeah. There's a promo Speaking Goldust, of Goldust. Uh, 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 and you hear something over the fucking announcer's headphones. You hear, all right, go. And then Goldust's music hits. It's like, yo, you just heard Vince yeah. McMahon just cue Goldust on stage. Yeah. He's, he's being the producer yeah. of the show, man. He's producing a great product. Just a couple errors here and there. Yeah. But- Buck tooth bastard. Fucking, it's crazy you say Goldust because speaking of Goldust. We are a wrestling company. Just because we have wrestling boots and wrestling tights. And wrestlers who put them in them. <laughs> fucking Kevin Dunn's a fucking monkey. <laughs> the only reason why Kevin Dunn still has a job is because his fucking father fucking saved the fucking WWF tapes out of fucking Vince Senior's car yeah. or some shit like that. I don't know. And fucking Kevin's got a job for life. Kevin, if you had this job since the fucking nineties, spend a hundred thousand and get rid of those two buck teeth you got there, you fucking Bucky <laughs> Beaver motherfucker. Oh God! Fuck you! Some more! Fuck you! You ruined Cody's return match and and return entrance to Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Some more! You fucking beard mouth motherfucker! I just want to jump over this fucking thing and strangle you! Holy shit! The rant is real. (laughs) Kevin Dunn coming for you, motherfucker! Ooh, I'm, I'm going to get some heartburn because I'm going to start regurgitating this Gatorade in a moment. All that red 40 and blue yellow 15 and shit. What is it? I just turned your Gatorade Red 40, I guessed it right. Gatorade. I just guessed it right. F, D, and C, red 40, kid. <laughs> I was just going to throw a random number out there. Yellow 15, blue 22, set, 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 hike. Speaking of water boy, blue 52, blue 52. That's where it begins. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Where's Captain Insano? Where the fuck you at? At at lower that and auto tune it. <laughs> fuck All right, it. continue the match. All right, go on another fucking Kevin Dunn rant. All right, so we got. We- I got Jim fucking Jim Cornette's about to come out right, of me. So speaking of, we got we, we got Goldust with the Blue Meanie who comes out versus the Godfather for the IC title. I predicted Godfather. But um, it was funny because we were talking earlier today about the Death Valley driver. Didn't even realize that was one of his moves. But um, Blue Meanie says, for all the men that want to be me and all the girls that came to see me, are you ready for the grind? And I don't know whose slogan he stole there. It sounded remixed. But um, it was it was Sables. Oh, yeah. Sables. OK, no wonder. It brings me there. So he said, wait, hold, hold on. Hold on. He's like, I'd rather see. Uh, shut up. Is this the oddities? No, this is Blue Meanie and Goldust versus Godfather. Blue Dust and Blue Dust versus Goldust. Okay. okay. Well, they're not versing each I just other. Make it's, sure. it's versus Godfather. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's Sable because then I have JR said, I'd rather see Sable. Gu- I'd rather see Sable grind, quite frankly. But then my man King steps in and said, I'd rather see the hoes. Godfather's music comes out. Let me tell you, bro. This these hoes are pretty hot. This is a stacked hoe train. 
for this paper. He probably went down to the local fucking strip club and, and grabbed like 20 of the hottest bitches and was like, each one of you is going to get $200. Let's go. Oh, uh, long way from uh, who was he as uh, Nation of Domination? What was his name? Started with K. Kimo. Uh, hold on. Kama. He was, he was Papa Shango. Then he was Commander Karma. Then he was the Godfather. What about Kama from the? Uh, wasn't he in the as Kama? Commander Kama, yes, oh, yeah, Commander okay. Kama. That's okay. that's that's what he came in originally is, and then they dropped the Commander and just put it as Kama. All right, it's a stacked train. Uh, the powder backfires on Goldie. Um, you know, it's funny because he's actually taken out. He does fucking um, shattered dreams to uh, Blue Meanie because Jr. says. He's Ray Charles here. Like he couldn't see because the powder backfired in his face. Whatever. Da da da. We see a Death Valley yeah, driver, aka yeah. the Fu, aka what else? The attitude adjustment. What also else? A fireman's carry. All right. So something like that. And then, um, yeah. So Godfather took it. Going on. Going on. Oh, in the ring. At this point, we got Al Snow in the bathroom, bloodied and battered with his job squad shirt on. And uh, he starts arguing with Head. And he's just like, what do you mean? And he's like, what, what hand I pinned him with or whatever. And he's like, the, the one I was holding you with. And then so she's like pretty much saying like, Ahem. and now I think this is going to lead to a later storyline where she's like, I'm the real hardcore champ. You're not even the real champ. And he's having these conversations. Classic oh. Al Snow. He just wanted oh, Head, bro. Um, match four. We got New Age Outlaws. <laughs> gimmicks of the 90s what happened head was one of the best gimmicks of the 90s 100 without a doubt um we got new age outlaws everybody loves that. everybody, everybody does needs. everybody does now i know what i gotta get bro i gotta get head and put my buff bagwell hat on top of fucking head on the shelf damn it no bagwell holy shit You're like yeah Head likes Buff Bagwell's hat so much he had to put it on. Buff Daddy gets a lot of head. <laughs> That's on a t-shirt, Buff. With head. Collaborate with Al Snow over there at what is it, Broken Collar Elbow do it, do it, Academy. Do it, Buff. You're the stuff. But um You're a natural born thriller. <laughs> Fuck it. Moving on. We got New Age Outlaws and Road, uh, you know, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Versus Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart at this time with Deborah. She was fire. Skimpy outfit. In my words, this would be something defined by Joe Rogan as a vagina curtain or whatever the fuck. Because that shit was like, you could see like almost the fatness of her lips, but it was just like right there. I was like, okay. It was Deborah. camel toe. Deborah, you know, fucking ass is hanging out. Whatever. Admit it. Admit it. It was it was one of those sexy '90s camel toe that yeah. that women back then could oh, get away with. They were all wearing crazy shit. China was wearing crazy shit that was fucking hot, and she came out with Triple H and like some assless chaps. But we'll get to that. Uh, China was hot back then, my opinion. So so what we get right here is you know they're going back and forth, whatever. It's it's a great match. Obviously, it's for the tag team title championships. Road Dog and Billy come out. He spits his. And soon to be tag team champions of the world. So I predicted that they were going to win off the rip because I said, if he's saying that, it's going to happen. It happened, but it was like, dude, it was uh, a famouser from the sharpshooter. Like he had Road Dog, Owen had him in the sharpshooter, had Road Dog, and then Billy Gunn just came up with the famouser like in the sharpshooter. It was pretty dope, pretty dope ending. 
That's pretty sick. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not going to lie. Something Mr. like that would actually pique my interest in a match also. Mr. Assman. But between both of them, obviously that match was going crazy to see the puppies, like Deborah's puppies. So even when she did step up, it was like the, the crowd's going for Deborah 90% of the time. Half the signs in the crowd say we want puppies and shit. Like this was when King started popping the shit off heavy with Deborah was like puppies. <laughs> Island girls to lift their fucking shirts up live on Raw. But she didn't. She didn't do it yet. I mean, she didn't get a chance to do it yet. But you know, we probably would have seen a little something or something. But um, next up we got. Yeah. We're just running through this till we get to the last two matches. We got a boiler room. Mankind versus Big Show. I predicted Mankind because this is kind of his fucking element. That's his match all day. That's his match. I feel like maybe I've seen him lose one before, but not too many. Usually he's yeah, a crazy son of a dick. With the Undertaker, okay. but also Undertaker he, beat him. In the first, Undertaker beat him in the first ever broiler room, uh, broiler room match. Okay, because I was gonna okay. say he's that type of guy that even if he loses one, he's just laying the first, there sick and twisted. The first like, oh, broiler room match. The first broiler room match was before the first Hell in a Cell where Undertaker threw Mankind off of it. It was before that. It was already in the beginning of their rivalry. Like like Hell in a Cell was kind of like the tipping point of their of their rivalry. Let me tell you how many years I've suffered in this boiler room, Taker. You think you can take the life out of me? I can't even take the life out of myself! All I had was this rat in order to keep me company. Why? Why? Stop pulling the hair! But um, okay, so we got we got Taker winning that. This is real. This isn't fake. I'm really doing it. This is this real is pain. <laughs> Fucking um. Okay, so six. We got X Pac versus Corporate Triple H. When the music played, I didn't even know who the fuck was coming out. Apparently, it was Corporate Triple H, and it was like, have I heard burner? It sounded like the regular fucking show music. I was like, that didn't even sound corporate to me. Should have just came out to No Chance in Hell with Vinnie Mac. I mean, come on. But he's with no, China. Whatever. She's with China. China does look pretty bad at this point, bro. She got the assless chaps on, beautiful legs, asses hanging out. I thought you just told me you said China was hot at one point. At one point, when she redebuted in 2008 in TNA, no. she looked a lot better. I don't know. I feel like the older she, she got, she got so more divine. like a man, like that people always said, oh, she looked like a man. She looked like a man. And I was like, yeah, maybe when she was older and shit, but when she was with Hunter, when, when no, she was young, I feel like I she bet, was bad I shit. bet. See her, see her re-debut in TNA in 08 as Kurt Angle's tag team partner against Karen Jarrett, who is Kurt Angle's ex-wife and Jeff Jarrett. And she is totally different. She doesn't have the muscles no more. She actually looks like a real woman. She didn't just have like a whole lot of work done though. Just her face. That was it. But everything else about her was all natural. She didn't have the muscles anymore. She looked like a regular fucking I was always a woman dressed though. And like she had she always had an ass. She always had a jiggly ass. I and like, it proves in this match. Legs. She's always had nice legs, but when it came to her actual body definition, yeah. No. Yeah. That it, back then, no. When she redebuted in 08. But I, like, yeah, she actually that. looked a lot better. The upper body looked a lot better. She wasn't as so muscly defined. You know, like when she did this, you saw the muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she but was just standing there, I it think, wasn't like she was in the 90s to where that, you know, like she was jacked. Hunter liked you know, like bodybuilders, though. Like, she actually looked like Stephanie McMahon. That's how normal she wow, looked. Wow, that's a big comparison. Yeah. I have to go see now. But Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, From, Hunter liked bodybuilders. He wanted someone like that. I know she 
When she left in 2001, she was built, built. She was jacked. She came back in TNA in 08. She looked like Stephanie McMahon, just with, a, you know, S- S- Stephanie's body. Yeah. The tits, the nice legs, the good looking upper body. But yeah, China had the shit done on her face. Yeah, well, I've watched but, the porn. I'm not going to say I haven't watched like One Night in China and She Hulk and shit and all the porn that she's been in. Like, I've definitely searched her on, on, on the hub. You know what I'm saying? You know, any wrestling fan, Sonny Page, you name it. If it was WWF, WWE, WCW, Sonny, whatever, you know. China as She Hulk was fucking awesome. I don't understand why that she couldn't even get the role. No, I'm being serious. How come she couldn't get the role as She-Hulk for the movies? Because I'm not thinking I see her as She-Hulk, dog. I'm thinking I see her as Diana, bro. To me, she's Wonder Woman, the Amazonian, built like it, protector, fucking... She should be Wonder Woman. She could have been a couple of fucking Marvel or DC. A couple, absolutely. Wonder Woman at the top. Wonder Woman definitely at the top. I could definitely see her being She She Hulk. I could definitely see her being fucking um, uh, uh, the fucking girl that fucking uh, Karen Gillan plays in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, the blue chick who ends up having the uh, love affair with fucking uh, Batista. I can't remember her name. So, so I don't know. I don't know who the actor's name is, or or I, I remember Gamora is the green one. I don't remember the blue one. The blue one's her sister. Yeah, I know, but I just don't remember the name like that. But, uh, neither, neither do I. I know the actress let's, who played let's, it. Let's, let's, the let's, actress is Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan played in Doctor Who. Let's take That's a little, how I know. Let's take a little trip down memory lane for a show that we haven't played in a while, but we played on one of our earlier episodes of Wrestling with Time of who would play that character? Who would play China in a fucking real live action Hollywood movie that's around today? We'd have to start looking at the bodybuilding division and see where these women are stacked at. Because uh it's the internet. I don't really I have know to any- say this. I have to say this because it's the internet and I want views. So I'm not going to anger the YouTube god who is the cunt Susan Wojcicki. I don't even know who that is. She is the CEO or vice president of YouTube, and her name is Susan Wojcicki, and she is a massive cunt. Salute to her for creating YouTube. Um, Thank you for YouTube, Susan Wojcicki. You are great. She's just a CEO or a fucking VIP. The guy who created YouTube were brothers. The first video was created by the creator of him at the zoo. Uh-huh. Starting to get um, because this is the internet, I want my views back. I'm not bowing to the woke mob. I just want my views back. And this will actually piss off the woke liberals anyway, because it, it works in their favor, but they hate the fact of that she's a conservative. Olympic gold winning. Caitlyn Jenner. She's conservative for real. She's a contributor for Fox News. Wow. She was at the. She was at the last CPAC in Texas and she spoke. Hmm. She goes to show you how much I follow politics. She ran for conservative governor in the recall election against Gavin Newsom in California. Hmm. 
South Park might have something on their hands. With what? When Donald Trump was running for president in 2016 in South Park, they paired Mr. Garrison with Caitlyn Jenner and they became president and vice president. Yeah. How would it be just so I, I, I'm just speaking that loud. Tom Travelers! Jericho voice. How weird would it be? I'm just saying because I know it would never happen. Donald Trump is president and Caitlyn Jenner as your fucking vice president. There you go. Piss everybody off. Yeah, it, it would be insane. That would be fucking bizarre. Because South Park called that in 2016. How about we just get a thing like this, get a still screenshot like this, and then we post that as our thumbnail. <laughs> you know what I'm but, saying? Um, yeah. Um, Caitlyn Jenner can play, uh, is one of the top three people that I see. All right. We'll, we'll, we, we shall see because in time. One, we got to save this for a stab. Save this for a stab. Man. So we're going to have a trans autobiography, which if you're a fucking retard, most people would have said that, oh, she looks trans back in the 90s. She's a transvestite. So what better way to have somebody who was called a transvestite throughout her wrestling career and actually have a real tranny play it? Fuck you. Oh, holy shit. Oh, Wait, oh. you're saying have who play China? Caitlin fucking Jenner. Oh my god. Like like I was listening, I was listening, and then you were like, someone who's been called it their entire career be played by and then you dropped it and I said, Hold up, is he really saying what I think he is? But isn't isn't she kind of old though? She's older. What what how how old makeup is she? hey 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 I mean Hollywood could do magic, but but I mean I'm saying with the face, but I'm saying Dr. Octopus, Alfred Molina. Is seventy years old. Yeah, and they made him. They look made young him fuck. look like he CGI. was forty. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And there's enough footage they of China out there that they can do some crazy shit look now. Like she's thirty or forty years younger. All right, so we're saying Caitlyn Jenner. That's as China. you, you liberal fucking woke tards. Now the real answer. The real answer. Would real? probably be Gal Gadot. I'm being mm. honest. The actual Wonder Woman now could be, you know, could do the autobiography she's kinda, for China. She's kind of too small, though. She's kind of she's kind of on the thin side. She's hot as fuck. Don't it doesn't, get me wrong, it, but. It, it, it doesn't matter. She can gain the weight. She what? would only have to gain about thirty. That's why they muscle. had her play That's fucking it. Wonder Woman because they were like, China should have did this role, and China's not here to do it. So let's give it to this girl. That's the next best China. Exactly. So why not have Gal Gadot do China in a fucking autobiography? I see and it. not do China in that sense. Even though that would be pretty fucking hot, but it, not do China in that sense. Yeah, we don't we don't need to see like the post the post wrestling career. Would, I would, don't I don't need to see Wonder Woman her staple, Wonder like her, her her main her main her, like you could end it at like her main goal. What would you say her main goal in the career was being the first intercontinental champion? Being woman? being being the first bodybuilding woman to be WWE uh, WWE Women's Champion, which she did win the Women's Championship at WrestleMania 17. But they, oh, she that won the, she won the champ, championship. Okay, all right. Wait, the Women's Championship though. 
Yes. But I'm saying, and being the first intercontinental also, champion as a woman. I was just about to say, the only women's intercontinental that's champion fucking, in history. In my opinion, that's like mid-tier. Like, you're almost that top card. Like, that's how much she they thought was, about you to put originally, originally, it was supposed to be China versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam with Jesse Ventura. Refereed the match. It was supposed to be China versus Stone Cold because China won the match uh -huh. for the number one contendership during that tournament. She won. Yeah. The original plan was China versus Stone Cold mm. for the title. That would have been. And crazy. China was going to win. That would have been. They crazy. were going to put the win on China. That'd be some insane shit to see. That would take a time machine in a parallel universe somewhere along the way. But um, okay, so let's just wrap this match up, yo. Kane comes out. And they go funny. It's second woman to break Kane's heart. So I'm thinking, who's the first? Okay, Tori. Duh. But uh, he's coming out, I guess, to help X-Pac. You know, uh, China, this is when Kane was DX. Yeah, like I said, China's ass is all out and fucking. He choke slams Triple H, probably one of the best choke slams ever. Triple H sold it great. It was like held. It had good sustaination. You know, like he held it up there a minute. Then he does China. Fucking, and then X-Pac hits two Bronco Busters, one on Triple H that wakes him up. They said, not Shane's Bronco Buster, I think King said. Then he jump, runs over to the other, gives China one. By the time he gets up, Hunter kicks him. Pedigree, one, two, three. It's over there. Oh. Fucking, next fun up. Fact, Shane McMahon, fun little fact. Shane McMahon was trained by Bruce Pritchard's brother, Dr. Do Dr. Tom Pritchard of the Fantastics. Dr. Doom, what, Dr. what was it, Dr. Death? No? No. He was trained by Dr. Tom Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard's brother. Okay. Shane McMahon. Well, fun little fact. Okay. And then the rest of his training was done by Pete Gass and everybody from the Mean Street Posse, which were his best friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably fucked around backyard wrestling just like we all did back in the day, and they just really took it serious. But uh, next up, we got Shamrock funny versus story. Taker funny, with Shane McMahon story. as referee. Funny oh, wait. Story. No, not yet. I watched... Uh, the Broken Skull Sessions with Bubba Ray Dudley yesterday. Oh, okay. He he tells the Shane McMahon story that he told on TMZ. Yeah. He tells the story that, you know, Shane used to party a lot back then when he was younger. And uh, one night, Shane hung out with me and Spike Dudley. We were drinking and getting, you know, smoking and doing everything. And we're driving on the road and Spike Dudley sitting in the back and I'm driving and Shane's in the drop passenger seat. So Shane's like, you know, what would be great. We'll prank call my dad right yeah, now. And did this before. I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, it's three in the morning. Your dad's sleeping. And he goes, the fuck are you talking about? My dad sleeps for two hours and that's it. He's up right now. He's at the gym. So he calls him and Spike Dudley takes the phone and he goes, who is this? And he's like, it was Vince McMahon. And he goes, no, it's not. It's like, if it's Vince McMahon, then I want you to smoke weed with me, Vince, because I don't believe you. And he goes, Spike? And Spike threw the fucking phone at the fucking windshield of the fucking car and it shattered in a million pieces. He knew phone. who it was, man. He, you think he don't know who you is working for you? Before social media, Vince knew what so your fucking up. MySpace was. Spike was so fucked up that, Shane, that he thought Shane McMahon called, you know, like one of the fucking Mean Street Posse guys and, you know, it was a rib. And then the next morning, Vince McMahon just looks at all three of them and fucking Spike and Bubba Ray got yelled at because he was hanging out with Shane. 
Shane O'Mac. Uh, Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Well, fucking let, let, let's, oh, let's, 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 let's rock it. We got like nine minutes, eight minutes before this one comes. So let's do um, Shamrock versus Taker. Crazy match. Uh, this I, I had I predicted Taker because I figure Shamrock's trying to get Taker to tap. Honestly, this match started, bro. We got We Want Ryan Chance off the rip. Um, it's a crazy long match, not going to lie. It's, it goes a ton of back and forth, ankle lock over and over and over until Shamrock tried the tombstone, reversed, one, two, three. What a war, JR. 100% agree. Taker got his ass beat, though. Shamrock did a lot in this match to Taker. Shamrock, um, like they really didn't. Shamrock didn't know back then whether to go, you know, how to stage it because uh, he's a legitimate fighter. He was kicking. He's a legitimate fighter. I, I still believe to this day that he, he two smashed. of the most badass fucking people to ever enter. The WWE after being in UFC is fucking Steve Blackman and goddamn fucking Ken Shamrock. I yes, I love Brock. And they, they've had great matches together, bro. So Blackman and Shamrock have had fucking wars in the ring. That fucking because Lions Den match, UFC match, yeah. and that's what they do. They were legitimate well, fighters. I heard well, that's why so, they got rid of uh, they got rid of Shamrock initially was hurting superstars. Yeah, he kept breaking everybody, kicks. you know, he kept breaking everybody's ankles. Those, or those fucking leg kicks, too, but um, it or was a war. To the face. But yeah, it, Taker's almost like, after this match is over, he's like, holy shit, I feel like I was 55 wrestling at fucking WrestleMania 37 against AJ Styles for a minute. Like, I, I'm tired. <laughs> Shamrock's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, Ken Shamrock invented the match called the Lion's Den match in WWE. It, it only They only had one of them. It was in 1990... Fuck, I want to say... Taker was so legendary at this point, though. Lion's Den match. I want to say that was... Around that era. I was, it wasn't I was thinking like 96, 97. And the first Probably ever 98. Lions Den match in the WWE was Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart. Ooh, I got to go back and see that. But Ken Shamrock, that was like his kind of, match. kind of match. Well, the Lions Den match, it was a ring that was in the shape of a metal ball like you would see at like the circus with the motorcycles in it and everything. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. You're yeah, right. Exactly. 100%. But still, First it was badass though. Like, Rock versus Owen Hart and they put on a 20-minute classic in that bitch. Fucking. You want to drop a sponsor right here and we come back for the main event or you want to wrap the main event and then we wrap the sponsor? Nah, I think the sponsor can get in right now. All right. Uh, today's sponsor is brought to you in part by Gilbert Gottfried and Dr. Squatch's Soap. Now, if you want ladies to make sure you're looking fine and sexy so you can get your balls licked, then get Dr. Squatch today. It'll turn them on faster than you putting on the radio channel with white noise. Get your certain s smells and flavors like Alaskan breeze, which makes it feel like it's a fresh falls. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. My prompter is too low and my eyes are wide shut like a party. 15% click the 
the link down below. And I promise the next time a sponsor comes on here, he'll have a much more deeper voice. That's the spirit. Back to Rocket Power, how we opened last episode. That was great. But hold up. Let's, let's wrap this in like four minutes. So this way, it's coming up on 56. Let's wrap this. Oh, so this way, we can do this. It, I'm sure it does. Yo, we got Stone Cold versus The Rock. Always a fucking war in the ring. This is Backlash 99. I'm pretty sure we've covered this on just the one segment in it earlier on in earlier shows, but maybe not. Maybe who knows? Fucking, we talk about wrestling so much, bro, even off the record, even if it's not on a podcast, we don't even know anymore. But Austin comes out. He's automatically opening up that fresh can of whoop-ass. You know how it goes down. They're fucking the whole setup. He, he rolls the thing into the rock, and, and uh, King goes like, watch out, drunk driving. You know, the rock hits him back with it, whatever. Um, they just said after a record setting WrestleMania, so this had to be WrestleMania 1599. I'm thinking, yeah, uh, rock bottom through the table, boop, boop, boop. you know, the rock starts commentating on his match as usual. The rock gets the cam a little bit later on. He says, this is for you. You piece of redneck trash. Take this with you. He's showing the crowd turned around Halston 316 with a stunner through the table. Vince comes out and like returns fucking austin's belt shane's thinking like one two fuck you i'm gone daddy o comes out and says i'm gonna show you the big mac attack one two three austin takes it this is also closing out the show where vince put stephanie in the limo and this is where taker kidnapped steph and we close out with that we're getting stephanie's sacrifice coming up very shortly where austin 316 comes to the rescue am i right wrong but it was me, Austin. It was me. You know why? You know what? You know what? Now that I'm thinking about the storyline, the way it's set up like that, I'm like, Vince is literally Vince. It was the worst storyline no, ever designed. I'm like, Vince is literally putting her in the limo. Like, keep her safe. Keep her safe. This, that, the third. Wait till I come back. And then all of a sudden, he's back out there, and they're like, Stephanie's getting kidnapped, and Vince again has no idea, JR. Or maybe JR said it. I don't remember. But I was just like, oh, he has an idea. He told her to stay in there. The ministry comes out looking for it, but we'll get to that another time. We got two minutes. You want to wrap anything? Two minutes. Two minutes, motherfucker. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, check out Dr. Fauci on TikTok. Go to Dr. Fauci from his garage. Latest episode is still, we talk about beagles and how I came back to the CCP. But a new video will be up sometime this week, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Dr. Fauci made an appearance. We might have to put new masks on people. Get the update from Dr. Fauci over on TikTok. Buff Bagwell did say he was going to make some new masks, and I'm thinking, Buff, that's a waste of merchandising. But however, if we do go back to the old guidelines, the old guidelines, you need to wear one of these bitches in public all over again. You might want to get yourself a Buff Daddy mask. But uh, this has been another Buff Bagwell backlash episode and a bunch of other shit thrown in here. A little bit of political wrestling with time. This is episode 17, Wrestling with Time and the Tree W.O. Wait for that. That's going to be something I'll talk to you about later. You didn't even know about it. I thought about it while I was shitting on the toilet today. So we need a new logo and we need time and the tree W.O. And we're going to work on it. So let's go. Catch y'all next time. Tune in for Stab episode 12. And you can be like Farmer Fran after Captain Asano comes back. 
when Bobby Boucher is running that touchdown, AEW, you pass up on that storyline, you're sorry sacks of shit. You can do it! You can do it all night long! I think I'm gonna go do it! Yeah!